0: Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We are Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. So I'm a firm believer that all businesses should have blogs. I think that it doesn't matter what industry you're in, you have the uh, capability of operating an interesting blog, no matter what your topic is. Just
1: have a presence online.
0: Exactly. And that's, you know, like you can get into Google and get free referral traffic from the search engines because you have a blog or if someone goes to your site and they're like, hey, I really like this stuff. They're going to share it with their followers or, you know, maybe even their family. Those are, those are, that's just free traffic. Like why wouldn't you have that just for the, it's a very small investment to have a blog mm-hmm. on your website and it's like, you're just passing all that stuff up.
1: Now, if you are running a, an online site about sunglasses, what kind of content should you write about?
0: Well, and I mean, that answer is going to change depending on any industry, you know, whatever your industry is. Um, you know, there are some there are private industries where people don't really want like medical stuff. People yeah, aren't like gonna a be
1: chiropractor, a
0: chiropractor. Like it could be like I a know. chiropractor or even more personal, like you let's say you're a GI doctor, you know, if your blog is about like colonoscopies and what to expect, like people probably aren't <laughs> gonna be like running to Facebook, like, check out this article about colonoscopies. You know, but uh, you know, sunglasses, uh you could you could even just do like, like the
1: retail, like what do you write about?
0: Yeah, and I I mean off the top of my head it's the top 10 places, you know, top 10 beaches around the world that, you know, you could be rocking these sunglasses at. Mm-hmm. You know, and that might be kind of some interesting content. Um, you know, or the the types of um, you know, UVA versus UVB versus full spectrum radiation that your glasses block and, mm-hmm. you know, situations where you might want them or polarized versus non-polarized uses. Yeah. And this is just off the top of my head, and I don't know a lot about sunglasses. <laughs> no, I know. I'm kind
1: of <laughs> impressed. Like, Just spitballing great article <laughs> ideas. But what I like about all of these is that they're evergreen. Do you, yes. wa- you want to explain to our listeners what evergreen content
0: is? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. So there are two types of content. And the, the easiest way to explain this is like if you go to the grocery store, you've got the produce section and then you've got like the middle of the store and produce section. That stuff's great. And, uh, you know, but it doesn't last long. And then the middle of the store, where you've got like your ranch
1: pantry goods,
0: pantry goods, exactly. Ranch <laughs> dressing that's like, you know, made for the apocalypse. Um that's that's kind of how evergreen content is, right? Evergreen content is this long shelf life content. It's good for a long time and uh it doesn't even it, it se- doesn't seasonal. change really. Right? It doesn't change, but it could be less relevant during different seasons, but as long as it's relevant year after year after year, that's evergreen. Okay. versus your short shelf life content. And some examples of like short shelf life content would be like sports scores, right? Like no one cares what the Dodgers versus Cubs 10 years ago. What that score was you know maybe a few people out of curiosity but you're not going to build a business off of that
1: or or politics or like current events yes exactly
0: out, right? all of those things where it's like very important right this moment but years later the, that content's not really going to be important and you know you can you can those are still big businesses but they're they're like they're competitive they're very competitive
1: right now they're they're attractive to go after it's it's attractive to write about current events because you're going to get like traffic right because it's immediately interesting to people
0: yeah i'm not trying to say that short shelf life content doesn't have its place in the world like i said the biggest competition that you find on the internet it's going to be news sites it's going to be like your giant CNET review sites um, and, and all of those, like, just massive blogs that are talking about the latest iPhone stuff. Just, they're, they're, it's, they're huge, huge business. There's huge business in it. It's just not evergreen. It's very, you're always publishing to right. keep up with it.
1: And because we're fans of passive income, as we talked about, that kind of goes against some of the things that we fundamentally want to do with our business well yeah i
0: mean if you've ever seen like uh lord of the rings or you know some of these other like movies where there's always like this bridge that is collapsing under the person as they're running and they're trying to like (laughs) they're trying to stay on the bridge like that's kind of how non-evergreen content feels to me is like you're just on this never-ending treadmill and you're always having to keep ahead of it or else you you know if you just fall behind a little bit you get sucked under and like i said do you really want to go against like cnn fox news better homes and guard these are huge sites and not that you can't niche down and still you know do you know fight your battles with them but um it, it's just a you're going to put in a lot of effort and a lot of work and only experience rewards for a little bit of time and that's right, why and
1: just constant updates constant
0: and con- you know and so the the problem obviously with evergreen content and i'm not trying to paint evergreen content as this amazing wonderful thing that has no competition that is not the case at all there is very possibly more competition for evergreen. And that's only because of the nature of the internet. It's very cheap to have a website, right? So Mm -hmm. you put up a website, you write about your evergreen content and that content's good for like 10, 20, 30 years. Well, over that, over the next 10, 20 or 30 years, there's gonna be more websites coming online that are gonna talk about that topic and they're gonna try and do better than you. So I'm not trying to say that there isn't competition. What I am trying to say though, is if you can carve out your little corner of the market, um, your content is going to, you're just building, you're compounding your work as you're publishing evergreen after evergreen after evergreen article, all of that work is going to accumulate. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was, if it was just me, when I first started this business out and I was like, you know what, instead of like a finance blog or whatever, I'm going to start a sports scores blog. And I was publishing sports scores three days a week. All of the work that I did 10, between 10 and like nine and a half years. Like, like the last, the last nine and a half years of content really would not be generating me all that much traffic. You know, it's just, so that's the allure, you know, you can do the, the short shelf life content, but you probably need like a massive team of people to keep up on it.
1: Or you'd just be publishing probably really short little like articles, which <laughs>
0: exactly. And and you can test this stuff out. You can find out what works in your market. I'm not trying to say like, no, don't, don't review the latest air conditioning units. I mean, it, you, you can, if you hit something and like, let's say you experience some level of virality, like just, you know, if your, your video goes viral, your article goes viral for some reason, cause you did a great job that can bring in a ton of business. So I'm not trying to like dissuade people. What I am trying to do is get the evergreen topic or idea on people's radar because that kind of content will it won't probably blow up and be huge for a short period of time but what it will do is provide you this nice sustained steady trickle of traffic that'll come in and they'll be highly qualified people because they're interested in what you're writing about okay yes yeah.
1: now one thing that you kind of mentioned is that evergreen content can be seasonal what does that mean
0: yeah. So um, it, it, it goes along with the seasons of the year. Right. So uh, skiing tips would be like an example of seasonal content because you're um, not
1: going to look for that. Right. During the summers.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and yeah, I get it. Like when it's summer here, it's winter in Australia, I think, and so forth. So it might kind of balance out a little bit, but Google and all the search engines and stuff, they really do try to balance out. So like if you're, I, when I'm Googling, I don't often find, you know, Australian websites and I'm sure Australians, uh, maybe I'm wrong. If you're an Australian listener, maybe you are finding American sites all day long. I have no idea, <laughs> but I don't come across a lot of Australian sites. So I think Google does try to like geo uh separate content anyways that's beside the point there are lots of christmas content let's go for an easier subject christmas same time of year for everybody
1: right but it comes every single year
0: every single year so that's evergreen even though it's seasonal okay you know and any any holiday can be like that um i'm trying to think of other kind of seasonal types of uh, topics um basically anything having that's like a winter sport or any type of summer sport um, slip
1: and slides.
0: Slip and slides. Slip
1: and slides has to be a summer thing.
0: Exactly. Um And sports, you know, sports, obviously there's a football season and stuff like that. So okay. you can have, you can have evergreen content about sports. You can have evergreen content about football. And, uh, you know, like, let's say you have this great article about the rules of football. You'll probably experience spikes as football season starts because you've got people like who are like wanting to get into it. Like they want something to do. They want to be one of the guys or they right. want to like, maybe wives wanting to bond with their husbands. And so they might be, like, looking up, like, what are the rules to football? So that when you're sitting down and watching the game, you're not, like, yay, goal or something. Or or looking
1: for, like, fantasy football tips. That would be applicable only really during football season. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, um, you know, there are a lot of ways to be um, evergreen and still seasonal. So that's a good differentiator to make there.
1: Now, what about trends and fads? Because I know you have quite the opinion on some of
0: these. Yes. So... Uh, and people have a lot of trouble understanding the difference between trends and fads, right? So um let me define that really quickly. Trends are things where there's a, a move or a shift in the market, and it stays. It just sustains. And so an example of this would be like smartphones, right? Smartphones were like a new thing about a decade or two ago. Oh my goodness, yeah, two decades ago, Ow. they were, they were a, a new thing. But then they came, and then they stayed. And yeah, certain aspects about them, totally not evergreen. But the concept overall, smartphones... Um, and even that term has kind of stuck around longer than I ever would have expected it to. Um, that has kind of come and stayed. Um, a fat is something that like is hot for like a second and then just disappears. And like the best example that I can think of uh, off the top of my head for this are fidget spinners. Oh, yeah. Like you remember fidget spinners, those things and silly bands, but like fidget spinners were everywhere. And it was like it, was, it happened out of nowhere. Everyone's just like Brocery walking around.
1: On, like,
0: yeah, everyone's like walking station. around, <laughs> flicking these things between their fingers. And I'm like, what's happening? You know, yeah. <laughs> like the the world's changed. But no, it didn't change. Um, this was a fad. And um, what uh, what ended up happening is, you know, I I don't know actually the backstory to what what happened. As far as I I know, some lady had invented them and had her idea stolen and then someone marketed them like crazy and succeeded but um, they they just got super popular with kids they were all over you know I think it was like 2017 and you know sustained a little bit through 2018 but um, one of the things I did was I looked up fidget spinner blogs and this is where you have to be careful people started fidget spinner blogs
1: that I can't believe that
0: <laughs> yeah like well and that's because we're in marketing I, maybe people listening are like well what's so wrong with that what would well,
1: you write that i mean oh look at this new cool one from this company (laughs) or new new techniques maybe Maybe there's techniques to
0: fidget (laughs) i have no idea Like no if you use your index finger great deal
1: on this light up glow in the dark one yeah i
0: don't know but there are fidget spinner blogs and ironically enough any that i did find were defunct like as of a year or two ago so like as fast as the fad came and the blogs came to follow they also all failed and 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 gave up. And that's because your market dries up, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you put up this blog about this super hot topic and people like you get visitors and traffic coming in because there's not a lot of content around it. So it's probably kind of easy to rank, right. but then your audience just disappears.
1: Now, is there a way to identify something as like, This is going to be a fad or, or is it going to be a trend? Like, how can you tell? Is there a way to figure it out?
0: Well, I mean, you, you, if you got a crystal ball, maybe, (laughs) but like, it's hard. Like, uh, so a trend and a fad look almost identical in the 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 very beginning. yeah. Yeah. You know, you just out of nowhere, you just notice that there's this crazy shift happening and, uh, it's, it's hard to know if that's going to sustain. So it kind of comes back to, you know, do you, you, you have to use your logic. Will, does, does this look like it's got staying power? Like, I can't, I couldn't imagine that for like the next hundred years people were going to be walking around flicking these little toys between their fingers. So, it felt like fidget spinners were kind of an easy thing to identify. And honestly, you know, a lot of that um, comes down to, like, if if kids are the target audience, kids are so... They're always changing and stuff. Tamagotchi. Yeah. I mean, Furbies, Stretch Armstrongs, Razor yeah. Scooters. Those are actually still kind of around, but they're... I mean, they hit their peak when, I was, when I was a kid. Yeah, yo-yos came back and... You know, so anything centering around kids often, um, is going to end up being a fad because kids, kids' interests change. They grow out of something and stuff's
1: cool at school and then it's suddenly not.
0: It's not. And the next generation, in order for something to sustain a a fad to the point where it becomes a trend is you're going to have to like every gen, every like few years of kids coming in or like you're going to have to get them interested in it. And Mm -hmm. the message and trying to reach those kids is probably really difficult through like TV and all that other stuff. So. Um anything really focusing around kids is probably gonna die out. But
1: something that like a uh, a giant audience would like. Like the smartphone was a great example because that applies to kids, teens, adults. It's a technology yeah. shift.
0: Like you when when it's and a lot of people may have I mean a lot of people wrote off the internet. <laughs> a lot of people wrote off email. Yes. And so like I said, it it is not a science figuring out what's a fad and what's a trend. Um but technology shifts are usually a pretty good um a pretty good indicator that what you're watching is a trend you know as much as i'm like i'm not into the vr headsets that's probably like vr like augmented reality and stuff that stuff's probably going to end up being um a trend because the tech companies are super you know um invested in it yeah they're gonna like even if they have to lose money for the next decade i think they really want that to happen um so you have to kind of look at where things are going and, you know, just take your best stab at it. You know, if you're really nervous, you can give it a year or something and see, is it still around? Because if you know, and and you've got tools, right? You've got Google Trends, google.com slash trends, and you can see kind of what's happening with a certain thing. Like you can look up fidget spinners and you just see a giant spike and then it like crashes. <laughs> Right. And so you, you only had to give fidget spinners like six months and you could tell like the, the precipitous drop off that happened super quickly. That tells you right away that that is likely a fad.
1: I'm sure that a lot of this, uh, like diets would apply to this a lot too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, diets are going to spike. I mean, and, and diets are kind of a cool example because they, they come, come at you like a fad. Right, And they die off kind of like a fad, but they level off. And, and that's an area where you might have some success, right? Because there's still enough audience sticking around that if you really own that, you can probably still make it. Like there are people that still are probably making bank on Atkins diet, even though it's been around for a super long time.
1: They're, yeah, they probably, maybe they are just believers in that system
0: you yeah know? so i mean it came at us like a fad and then it kind of died off but it stuck around and so it's like a, a i don't know there's probably some market term for it that i don't know but it came out it spiked like a fad dived or dove like a fad but leveled off like a trend like it didn't go back okay. to zero so there are some areas and there's some wiggle room and you have to look at your business like if you're an individual business like a super small business, not multi, you know, millions or tens of millions of dollars a year, or hundreds of millions of dollars a year, then a fad that dies off like that and kind of just sticks around might be able to sustain your business indefinitely. Um, and, uh, and you may be able to have an evergreen business out of that, but that's kind of how let's bring all this back around to this topic of evergreen mm-hmm. fads and trends. Um, if you wanted to run a blog about a fad, It's very much the same idea of like this evergreen versus non-evergreen, right? Mm -hmm, Like you're going to produce content, it's going to have a short shelf life and you have to extract as much earnings and revenue out of it as possible because you know it's going away.
1: And you have to move right on to the next fad as quick as you can.
0: Yes. And so it's not a sustainable business. It's not passive at all. So it's nothing that's ever um, interested us, but it may interest someone who's on um, listening to our podcast right now. So I wanted to bring that up. It's not like a nail in the coffin for the business model. You can still build businesses around it. It's just like your fidget spinner business might have made you a few million, and then it's like, all right, what's next? Or you go and sit on a beach in Tahiti and tell stories about how you made your fortune off of fidget spinners.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to hit the the fad like really quick and then just write a lot on it.
0: Yeah. And there, and there are people that probably make their entire livelihood off of, you know, doing that kind of business model. It's just, you have to be prepared for it. Unfortunately, the blogs that I found about fidget spinners, those weren't people that were doing this. These were people that probably thought that fidget spinners were here to stay and they were going to have a sustainable business built out of it. And that wasn't the case. The audience dried up. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, uh, if, Always be very cautious, especially if the fad is targeting children. Children are like they're very popular um, targets for the, these kinds of things because they're generally easily influenced. You can reach them through cartoons. Uh, they don't understand value very well. So it's like, all right, we make this cheap chintzy product, uh, Product hold the parents hostage like because the kids are going to be super emotional if the parents don't buy it for them and then market it as hard as you can at the kids and then they'll buy it and then. You run off with your money laughing into the sunset this is um, why
1: we don't pay f- like for for cable and see commercials in yeah. our house there's no commercials ever yeah. playing in our house
0: and this isn't how we run our business but th- let's be honest that there are people that that's how they run their business they're like they know that their market are is irrational children who are going to hold their parents hostage for the product that they want and i mean every major toy company this is their marketing tactic you market to the kids on their
1: impression
0: on disney yeah and then they ask their parents for it, and if the parents don't buy it, then the kids are super upset. You ruined Christmas. Yeah, like yeah. You know, so it's 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 not a, a secret that that's how that marketing is done, and um, a lot of it's based on these fads and trends. So evergreen versus non evergreen, it applies to a lot of stuff. But um, but
1: we like evergreen because it's passive, it sticks around, and for us it's been really awesome and it
0: allows your work to compound and that's the that's the mat like there are a few magical words that i always like that that i always use when i describe our business and they've they've been there since the beginning they are uh passive scaling and evergreen and compounding like those are like the four magic words for our business because i've used all we've used all four of those to grow our business Mm -hmm. you know because if we were constantly on this never-ending treadmill of content expiring our work, not compounding, um, not being evergreen. Like those things are what have made our business what it is today.
1: Right. We wouldn't have time to keep up with, with non evergreen content. Not
0: at all. And, and I think a lot of people who are listening to this probably are the exact same way. So as you approach your business, do it with this evergreen compounding passive idea in mind And even if your goal isn't to just have passive income, if you're running an active business, that's fine, but add some compounding, passive evergreen aspects to it. And you're giving yourself this nice foundation that you can continue doing all of your regular stuff off of, but you're giving yourself like this nice solid base that you can work with in the future in case things do go wrong.
1: I like that. Yeah. Have a, have a balance a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.